Welcome to In Layman's Terms, a podcast dedicated to discipleship and putting scripture to use in our daily lives. I'm your host, Todd Seifert. I'm the Communications Director for the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church, comprised of approximately 1,000 churches in Kansas and Nebraska. As the title of this podcast suggests, I'm not ordained clergy, so what I share comes to you in layman's terms. I have more than 20 years of experience teaching the Bible to everyone from teens to 90-somethings, and I'm excited to share what Scripture has to say to us in today's society, and I love to tell stories of how people live their faith. Some episodes focus on a person or church doing great things to serve as the hands and feet of Christ. Some episodes include interviews with experts who can help us along our faith journey. And other episodes include some short reflections on Scripture. Thank you for joining me. about in recent weeks, as we've explored the concept of culture of call, this thing we call ministry is not just for people who are ordained or licensed. In fact, our pastors are supposed to be trainers for the laity, to equip them to go out and do the work. Then the laity are the ones who go out and get their hands dirty, so to speak, working in mission for Jesus Christ in the world. But once the clergy have done that training, we need leaders to ensure the work is done and that it is done in a Christian manner to bring glory to God. That second piece Building leadership within and from the laity is the focus of the first-time event, the Laity Summit, in March in the Great Plains Conference. It's scheduled for Saturday, March 21st, so it's just a little bit more than a month away from this original broadcast date, and it's going to be at First United Methodist Church in Kearney, Nebraska. And I have a special guest for this episode who's going to help us understand the Laity Summit and tell us how we can take part. Shane Warda is the coordinator for Lay Leadership Development in the Great Plains Conference, and he and others have worked hard for months now to make this gathering of laity a reality. So Shane, thank you for your efforts and thank you for joining me here on In Layman's Terms. It's great to be here, Todd, it's an honor. Uh, let's just start at the beginning. Uh, where did the idea for the Laity Summit come from and how did it evolve? Yeah, so the Laity Summit was actually an idea before I came on as conference staff. Um, Lisa Maupin, our conference lay leader, and Mary Fight, our conference director of lay servant ministries, uh, wanted to bring together all of Lady for a big event, and that's what they called it since its inception, was this, let's have a one big event. I think this was in a time in which, outside of annual conference, the youth were having a big gathering, the clergy would have a gathering, and so they felt that this would be a great idea and, and, and necessary for our Lady. And so uh, it was about a year ago where we began budgeting at the beginning of 2019, and then summer, this past summer, was really when the, the plan came to um, an actual idea called the Lady Summit. Um, and I actually was honored to talk with um, someone, uh, the conference lay leader in Central Texas Annual Conference, who had done a Lady Summit at the beginning of their annual conference. And so I was able to pick his brain a little bit and, and show that we were interested in doing something like this. And so... Um, it's been it's been a long journey, but we're excited that we're almost there to it in a month out. <laughs> so you and your team have planned some training workshops during the Laity Summit, and we'll get to those in just a, just a moment. But first, I want to talk about your keynote speaker. Uh, David Teal is the Director of Laity and Spiritual Leadership at Discipleship Ministries of the United Methodist Church. Tell us a little bit about what his gifts and graces are and what he'll bring to the gathering and what you think people will gain from him being present and sharing his knowledge. 
Yeah, David has been director of Lady at Discipleship Ministries for um, a little over an hour, uh, a year and a half, and um, he has a background in Christian education with churches in the Tennessee Annual Conference and is also um, an avid writer and worked for a press company. And so um, he really has a passion for developing spiritually mature lady, looking at systems and trying to break down barriers. And he's just a, a great resource, but um, just a resource as an educator and someone who's wanting to learn and walk alongside um, lady through the resourcing of discipleship ministries. So um, discipleship ministries, they uh, see all the people as something that they're uh, very focused on. You may have seen folks out there may have seen the hashtag uh, for that. Uh, as really is the idea of laity, right? Getting engaged and helping build relationships with people beyond the walls of the church, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, th- th- I think they they have uh, just a plethora of resources, and each time I'm connected with them, I learn about a new resource that could be um, valuable for for all of our ladies. So I'm excited for him to to be in our conference to not only speak, but I'm also excited for him to share. Uh, the resources that are available, and um, he's a he's a very avid listener and wants to hear about what what lady need um, during this time and, and moving forward. Um, I mentioned workshops a few moments ago, so let's share that with some people. What are what are some of the training opportunities that they're going to have if they attend the summit? Yeah, this is where I've spent a lot of my time, and I'm really really excited about. And I wanted to try to get a great um, variety of, of of speakers, and wanted to focus on. Um, first, trying to get Lady um, involved with leading the workshops. And so um, one of the workshops is uh, featuring um, a, a CLM, a certified lay minister, and a certified lay speaker. And they're going to be focusing on spiritual directions and pathways with lay servant ministries. Um, we also have um, uh, Jada Hodge, Hodge, Hodgson uh, with uh, Rural Church Ministries and Carl Ellis, um, working with Bonnie McCord to focus on the importance of spiritual gifts in reference to lay, lay leadership and specifically rural ministry. Uh, we also have a couple of lay leaders um, that are going to focus on opportunities to experience a culture of calling lay leadership, whether that's church lay leadership or conference uh, lay leadership. And so talking about kind of those avenues. And then that's kind of one grouping of workshops, and then another group of workshops will be uh, more kind of what I like to call like thinking out of the box, uh, potential new opportunities for lady and resources to support what we're doing as conference initiatives. And so um, working with a, with a coaching group in, in Ohio that's going to come out, and they're going to help us launch a lay coaching network uh, to support our lady and, and where um, they might be called to leadership. That's a really big, important piece of the puzzle because – some folks may not be aware, but we purposely set up coaching uh, for clergy uh, throughout the conference, especially clergy who are new to the conference. No matter how experienced they are, usually there's a coach assigned to them to help make sure they're acclimated to the conference and our culture and, and also uh, just to help them kind of figure out where things are. Right. Uh, so this would be kind of a, a lay person side of that same equation, right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I think we, we have a lot of lady that have um, – great marketplace experience and even their own coaching businesses and so uh, to be able to partner with them but then also equip and groom um, coaches to support our lady and and and, and what my experience with coaching is is sometimes you don't know um, what the end goal is going to be with coaching but to be able to have um, sort of this kind of ambiguous endeavor with that to kind of say, okay, what would it be like to be a coach and how could that apply towards mm-hmm. church leadership or even community leadership? Um, and so we hope to, to launch that and I'm partnering with a, with a group that 
um, in in Ohio that has been has been doing this kind of specific around what the laity are wanting to be coached on. Okay. We're also to continue the theme from orders and fellowship. Um, Adam Barlow Thompson is going to come and talk about um, assets-based community development and the neighboring movement just to continue the clergy and laity partnership and common language. Um, if if that's what laity are hearing in their in their churches from uh, the clergy going to orders and fellowship. And then we're also going to have, um, we have a, a member um, in a, at a local congregation in Wichita that works for the Kansas Leadership Center, um, and, and that's a big leadership center in Kansas and works with um, all, all leadership um, people in, in different states, and that he's going to be focusing on inspiring a collective purpose and kind of tapping intrinsically into um, all of our abilities uh, for leadership. And so... Um, in the next month, we're going to work on getting more specific information on our website with pictures and kind of their experience and their hopes. And so um, that way, if you're listening to this and you want to read it and see it, that'll be available. So watch uh, greatplainsumc.org for that information. It becomes available. Uh, great fallback on anything. Uh, we will add those links to the calendar listing as well as onto the page. So if you go to the events calendar on the conference website, as we add things related to the Laity Summit, we'll make sure we add links to that as well to get you to the latest information. So that's a good way for you to just keep tabs on what's going on there. Shane, this is all really exciting. There's a lot of information. It sounds like great content uh, for lay people to, to learn and to, and to put their faith to work. I'm wondering, though, as you do a lot more work between now and March 21st, what do you hope people come away from, come away from this event with as they go back to their local churches? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about just the, the day after they've attended um, the Lady Summit. I hope they're back in their local congregations on that Sunday feeling connected with tools and resource and hopefully uh, potentially even develop some, some new networks and just able to share stories and experiences. Um, you know, I hope that they... Um, that the registrants and the participants that come to Ladies Summit, that they get to network with peers. Um, they get to um, ask questions to the presenters and, and get some, some powerful examples that they can apply to their context. Um, I hope that it's, it's a time of discernment, too, that one can um, explore their personal spiritual life and practices. And um, it's always good to have a little bit of a tune-up and check in with that. Um, and also learn and strengthen leadership and disciple-making make, skills. Um, and then, uh, you know, we've all probably been to conference events or um, even other events, and sometimes it's like uh, drinking from a fire hose, and it's a lot to take in. So right. my, my hope in doing that is that uh, folks are walking away with resources after Lady Summit and even next step engagements for if something really stood out or stuck with them, that they know the next opportunity to... Um, talk with that individual or read a book or join a webinar and so that information will all be revealed that day as folks are in workshops knowing that if it's if it's overwhelming or if there's a lot to take in there'll be other opportunities to, to stay there'll plugged be in a chance connected. to be refreshed and remind themselves yeah, of what they learned there yeah exactly. that's, that's, that's important well shane thank you very much to you and your team for putting together this opportunity for not just for fellowship and worship but a, a real learning experience for laity uh the folks who have listened to this podcast will be familiar with Gary Robbins and with Reverend Ashley Alley Crawford. We've talked to them the last couple of weeks about this concept of culture of call, and this is just a great follow-up uh, to that concept because we all have a job to do. Uh, Jesus didn't say, clergy, go out and make disciples. Uh, Jesus said, go make disciples. It's a blanket statement for all of us, and this is a way that we can do that. So 
Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me here, Todd. It's been great. That was Shane Warda, coordinator of lay leadership development for the Great Plains Conference. Uh, we talked about David Teal and the keynote address that he's going to provide at the Ladies Summit. So we're going to take a short break, but when we return to in layman's terms, we'll be talking with David himself to learn more about his message for those of us in the Great Plains and the importance of lay people stepping out to live their faith in ministry of all kinds. We'll be back right after this. How does your church celebrate big events? How does it gather the community together? How does it sometimes introduce you to people you might not have known? Many times in the Great Plains, it's with a potluck dinner. And that's what we try to do with our podcast, Potluck. This is David Burke from the Great Plains Conference and host of Potluck, where we do, in audio form, all the things a potluck dinner does. Celebrate big events, gather the community, and introduce you to new and interesting people. Listen to Potluck, available at greatplainsumc.org. Welcome back to In Layman's Terms. In this episode, we're talking about what people can expect as they attend our Laity Summit on March 21st in Kearney, Nebraska. We just heard from Shane Warda about the overall schedule and workshops, so now, as promised, we're joined by our keynote speaker. He's David Teal. He's Director of Laity and Spiritual Leadership at Discipleship Ministries of the United Methodist Church. David, welcome to In Layman's Terms. Thank you. It's great to be here. David, let's start off by uh, making sure people understand what you do at Discipleship Ministries. Well, in the Office of Laity and Spiritual Leadership, uh, we uh, communicate, connect with, support, and amplify the efforts of both uh, Christian educators through the conference directors of lay servant ministries and those credentialing processes for um, lay servants, uh, lay speakers, certified lay ministers. And so we work with the that, that group uh, and all of their efforts across the connection. And then we also work with the uh, annual conference lay leaders. So that's uh, if one side is the pedagogical side, the other side is more the, I don't want to say political, but let's say representative side. They're the ones who are uh, both uh, uh, connecting the local church to the district, the conference, and then beyond that to general conference and the, and the global church. So uh, working with both of those organizations and helping them uh, develop leaders, leadership development is really what we're about. And then, uh, and then beyond that, the all called. So uh, paragraph 128 in the Book of Discipline um, says that um, all are called wherever Christ would have them serve and witness in deeds and words that heal and free. And it's one of those uh, paragraphs in the discipline that really sings. And so that's sort of what I do is to try to amplify that message. It's really the priesthood of all believers and uh, how to involve more people in processes where they uh, uh, capture the vision of what God's called them to do, and then they do it, right? So how do we help them do that? So we just finished a two-episode uh, series on culture of call. Uh, we talked with an author who wrote a book about a small uh, church in Kansas that uh, had 16 pastors come out of it over the course of time. And then with uh, Reverend Ashley Alley Crawford, who is our director or coordinator, rather, of uh, clergy recruitment. We talked about with both of them the concept of everyone has a calling of some kind. Right. Uh, some are into ordained ministry. Some are not. Uh, some are just living out their lives and whatever their vocation is. That's basically what you're talking about, right? This concept of, of uh, 
of leadership and discipleship for people, regardless of if they have a, a reverend by their name or if they're just living a life for Christ. Right. Yeah, the all called. That's sort of like so when we look at that phrase, phrases like that in the discipline, but also in our in our tradition of. of we're Protestants, so we believe in the priesthood of all believers. Some weeks, some weeks we just want the pastor or other leaders to vicariously be Christians for us. But, but you know, deep down we know that God is called all. And in the Wesleyan tradition, uh, we we are proud of the fact that we were a lay movement that that we that we uh, achieved the success that we had. That is, by success I mean uh, people uh, coming to know the grace of God and Jesus, right, and that spreading. That it happened through lay people, and 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 while uh, John and Charles Wesley weren't always on the same page about the value of laity, uh, uh, Charles Wesley said some really interesting things about laity and leadership that we would kind of be aghast at now. But uh, the the early movement discovered that God was calling everybody, and John even awoke to this as well. And that uh, so, how do you empower them to be God's people, right, and to to lead the way they're called? And that's our Protestant heritage, right? If we go back to Luther and the others, we're sort of awakened to this idea that we're all priests, which is really already in Peter in the New Testament, right? We knew this. But that's sort of what we uh, what we do here, and it sounds like that's what you guys are doing in your conference. Yeah, um, that the whole idea of a lay leadership movement—it's uh, really how the Methodist movement exploded here in the United States, right? The whole concept of circuit riders and elder could right. be everywhere, and so it, it was a Open upon lay people to to lead uh, to lead uh, classes and 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 uh, help spread the message, right? So, uh, in a lot of ways, we're trying to get back to our roots. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I say that like tongue in cheek. I guess I, the, there's always been a tension, right? There's always a tension between um, those with a distinctive and wonderful calling to be clergy, right? Whether it's licensed local pastors or elders in full connection, and. And, but, and we tend, we're kind of clerical in terms of our systems, right? Uh, and so that, which is a plus on a lot of days, right? Our polity really keeps us, uh, it's one of the things, one of our distinctives, one of the things I love about being a Methodist. But at the same time, it also sometimes eclipses this deep idea that God has called every single person to be a leader. And that doesn't really, that won't come to us from some of our leadership textbooks, right? right. <laughs> if we're in management school, we don't usually hear, this, hear the, the phrase that all are called to be leaders. We usually hear something a little different. And in the New Testament and in the scriptures, we get this weird idea that God is somehow sending a love letter to the world in every single human life. And that that person is a vehicle and it's already experienced grace their whole life, which is our theology. We believe that. But yeah, that wrestling with that tension between um, looking for experts, right, to to lead us, and then discovering that in the wilderness, we're the ones that God has called, right? <laughs> we're the ones that God has called to lead, primarily by following Jesus, right? We lead others. One of the things we say around here is that, that um, uh, all who follow Jesus lead others to him. So in that sense, the leadership side of this is first a following and a servant kind of leadership, and then uh, that life of witness and service and communication of what God's done in our own lives becomes a form of leading others to Christ. So, yeah, leadership equals evangelism equals discipleship, right? It all goes together. At least that's what we talk about around here, and we find that most people out in the church are discovering the same thing. So let's talk about our Laity Summit. Uh, it's going to be March 21st in Kearney, Nebraska. What kind of message are you going to bring to uh, folks as part of your keynote speech at that event? Well, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is just uh, 
of being in your conference. Uh, and I'm already looking and talking to Shane about some of the things that are going on there. And uh, sometimes, you know, the old days, we used to think that we were going to have an expert. You know, Nashville is kind of the Methodist Mecca. Not quite. Some people call it that. What's, there's another phrase they use to describe it. Uh, but the idea that we've got all this expertise and we're going to come out there and then once you hear a speech from one of our talking heads, you're going to suddenly go, oh, it all makes sense to me now. <clears throat> we kind of have a different view on that. We kind of have a view that, that part of what we do is just to amplify what God's doing everywhere in the connection. And so the opportunity to come share with you is, is an opportunity to, to share some of the things like what I mentioned about leadership. Uh, equals discipleship equals evangelism. But I also want to talk a little bit about uh, attunement and alignment. And alignment is everywhere in uh, business thinking and IT. Uh, uh, you'll find all kinds of great texts and articles and blogs online about the importance of alignment, missional alignment, right? Structural alignment, uh, aligning everyone with the vision. And, and, and I appreciate that a great deal, but I want to talk more about attunement. And attunement is a little different. And there's some folks out there writing on that to do it as well, but I've got my own sort of sense of, of um, in Psalm 137, uh, which is one of our uh, famous exilic Psalms, it says that um, the question is posed, when we were in Bab by the rivers of Babylon, we threw our lyres up into the trees, right? And uh, because our captors were saying, well, play a song of Zion for us. And then the question is raised, how could we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And then the psalmist goes on to say, but if I forget you, Zion, you know, so it's all about memory. And then in some sense, recovering and singing the Lord's song. So I'm going to talk about attunement uh, in relationship to a probably a very uh, unlikely source, uh, Alfred Schutz, who is a uh, international banker by day and a philosopher by night, who <laughs> wrote a little piece on making music together about what actually goes on when we sing together. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about the spiritual dimension of attunement uh, and leadership as that kind of attunement with one another. And that is singing the Lord's song, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Frederick Douglass was asked to speak at a July 4th celebration. You can find this online somewhere. Uh, it's free and you can go download. Uh, and he said, seriously, you want me to speak at a, at a uh, July 4th celebration? And uh, they said, yeah. So he came and he gives this glorious, you know, the first part of his speech is, is, is praising the founding fathers and, and talking about the birth of this nation. And it's wonderful. But then he sort of makes a turn and he says, but this isn't my holiday. And it's not my holiday because I'm not free. And then when he, and he's, and he's preaching from this passage in uh, Psalm 137, and he says, uh, how can I sing the Lord's song in degenerate times? So he sort of changes that translation from a strange land to uh, to degenerate times. I'm not going to get that heavy, but but I do want to talk about some of the challenges we have uh, as leaders in in helping others sing the Lord's song. And it's and and it's not just call and response. It's not just the leader gets up and says, you know, after me, and you do exactly what I do. You're also as a good leader. You're primarily you're also discovering that as you're attuning to what's going on in the callings in the lives of so many other people you're discovering that God's changing the song on the ground too, right? Mm -hmm. God's actually adding parts you didn't know were in the song. And, uh, and so, so this, will, this will be the metaphor, the metaphor of attunement uh, in terms of what it means to help others lead together with you uh, as a sort of social experience. Leadership less is a solitary experience, which God knows it is sometimes, right? But, but actually an experience where we, we sing together and something happens. So 
one of the things we've talked about as a conference is how do we get more lay people involved in ministry at, at the at the street level, whether it's the neighboring movement or it's a uh, something related to fresh expressions, uh, or, or just just good old fashioned discipleship within the walls of the church, helping other people, you know, nurturing other people in their in their journey of faith. Uh, what do you see as some of the challenges that we face, and and how uh, how attunement might might help address those kinds of things? Yeah, so for for us, for the for the Wesleyan tribe of the people called Methodist, as uh, Dick Heitzenrader wrote in a wonderful book, for this group, uh, part of our challenge is just to be candid with you. Clericalism is part of our challenge, and 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 that's something that by clericalism I don't mean. Uh, people being ordained and clerics leading us. We need our clerical leaders. We need clergy and leadership. And there's no, for me, there's no church without the partnership between uh, clergy and lady. Um, but we do, we do our leaders, especially our clergy leaders, a disservice when we expect them to run an organization more than inspire us to do the work, right? So, so there's sort of this um, impossible task of leading the people of God, which every, which every uh, clergy leader, and even if you're not clergy, actually, I was a religious professor. I was a Christian educator for 15 years in Methodist churches. And so I was a religious professional, you know, I was, I, I, so I, I, I passed as clergy. I wasn't trying to, but people thought, well, you know, you're on staff, you're in charge of stuff. Uh, you're, you're helping us plan and vision and execute things. And, and there is a, it feeds the ego sometimes if you're in that kind of role where you you think oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guide this ship right into the harbor or wherever we're going, uh, but then there's also this unrealistic expectation that lay people put on clergy to to do the religious stuff for them. Like for example, when I led confirmation classes, I had a lot of folks who would just they just drop the kids off, and over the years we tried to come up with all kinds of ways to to integrate parents. And their, and their mentors or, or confirmation sponsors into a, a community of knowledge so that they would go on the journey with young people. And frequently they did, and it was great. But I also saw that they really just wanted us to give their kids some religion, right? A lot of parents are like, yeah, I don't really want to know all this stuff. Please just help my kids not be delinquent or something. So uh, that there's a, there's a tension there between having your leaders, uh, you know, do all the work for you and, or, or capturing a vocate, what, you know, Randy Litchfield got a book called Roots and Routes, and it's kind of philosophical, but it's on um, the uh, importance of place and calling. And, uh, and in that book, he talks about sort of a failure of vocational imagination that we experience. He teaches at the Methodist Theological School in Ohio, and, and he has a really amazing set of, of uh, a great diagnosis of some of the um, limited vocational imagination we have, the set of assumptions we have, like our vocation is somewhere else in the future, or it's static, or it begins after you reach a certain maturity of discipleship, or it's limited to the professionals, right? Who are the professionals in church? Or it's based on your individual qualities. Mm -hmm. and, and he's kind of identifying the way we disconnect, disconnect our vocation from the actual places we dwell. It turns out the clue to what God's calling to me to in Christ is where I am. If you just look around, and I'm not talking about in the sanctuary, in the, in the fellowship hall, I mean in the community that you're living in, working in, um, you'll, you'll discover what the calling is there. And it turns out that it's very dynamic and it's to everybody. And it comes from and to and through people that the pastor will never know, can't know, just because it doesn't scale for the pastor to know the whole community. Right. At least not in, in medium-sized and larger communities. 
Right. Yeah, it's impossible for a pastor to know everyone around them. Uh, our clergy just finished a training session we call Orders and Fellowship, where we talked about assets-based community development, ABCD, right. and the neighboring movement. And, and uh, the key to that whole thing is that this is how the church needs to be the church in their communities, but it can't be the pastor doing this. It's got to be got to be the lay people who can go out and engage, get to know the people in their community, know what their strengths are, know who they are truly in a relationship. And then that gives us the opportunity to share uh, the good news of Jesus Christ with them. Right. So, yeah, I, I look forward to, to uh, getting to meeting you in person uh, when we're in, uh, in Kearney, Nebraska. Uh, for Me those too. of you who are listening, David's in Nashville right now, and I'm uh, at my home in Lawrence, Kansas. And, and uh, it's really cold in both places. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now. Uh, well, David, thank you very much for your time uh, today, and we look forward to hearing from you March 21st in Kearney, Nebraska. Awesome. I can't wait. Thank you very much. All righty. God bless. Thanks, Todd. That was David Teal. Director of Laity and Spiritual Leadership at Discipleship Ministries. He will be the keynote speaker at the Laity Summit March 21st at First United Methodist Church in Kearney, Nebraska. For more information on that event, be sure to check greatplainsumc.org. We'll provide more details as they become available. Terms is a podcast sponsored by the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church and by me, your host, Todd Seifer. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please go rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. It helps other people find us. And please, if you feel so inclined, share us on Facebook or other social media. Our music comes via a licensed subscription with FirstCom Music. You can find archive podcasts on my website, toddseifert.com, or via a link on the conference website, greatplainsumc.org slash podcasts. Feel free to email me any questions or suggestions to tcypher at greatplainsumc.org, and I'll do my best to respond as quickly as possible. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, please do what you can to help make more disciples of Jesus Christ. You can play a small part in helping change a life.